Welcome to The Word for Today, featuring the Bible teaching of Pastor Chuck Smith, founder of the Calvary Chapel Movement. This radio program is a verse-by-verse study through the entire Bible. And on today's edition of The Word for Today, Pastor Chuck continues with the fleecing of the flock as we pick up in Jeremiah chapter 23, verse 1. And now with today's message, here's Pastor Chuck. Now in chapter 23, God speaks out against those pastors that destroy and scatter the sheep of my pasture, saith the Lord. God says, they're my sheep. But these pastors are scattering them and destroying them. Therefore, thus saith the Lord God of Israel against the pastors that feed my people. Ye have scattered my flock and driven them away and have not visited them. Behold, I will visit upon you the evil of your doings, saith the Lord. Those wicked pastors who were not really feeding the flock of God, but rather seeking only to fleece the flock of God. A true shepherd seeks to feed his flock. The hireling always seeks to fleece the flock of God. If these evangelists are writing to you and in every letter they send to you, there is a direct or insinuated appeal for funds. Know that they're not really writing unto you because they love you and care for you. Though they may say it, oh, I've been thinking about you this week and God laid a heavy burden upon my heart for you. Is everything all right, brother? Please write and tell me what's wrong with you so I can pray for you. And I'm going to go and I'm going to fast and I'm going to pray and I'm going to bring your request before God. Now make sure that you send your request in to me immediately and please mark off how much you can send in at this time, you know. That's all a bunch of gobbledygook to get to the bottom line for you to send your bucks in. There's no real concern for the flock of God. There's no real attempt. You read the letter. There's nothing there to feed your spirit. The whole thing is designed to fleece you. The whole purpose is to fleece the flock of God. That's not a true shepherd. And God speaks out, Woe unto you shepherds, not really feeding the flock, scattering the flock, you're destroying the flock. Well, I'll tell you, I don't want to stand in their shoes when they have to stand before the Lord and give an account. God said, I will gather the remnant of my flock out of all of the countries, whether I have driven them, and will bring them again to their folds, and they shall be fruitful and increase. And I will set up shepherds over them which will feed them, and they shall fear no more, nor be dismayed, neither shall they be lacking, saith the Lord. God says the day will come, I'll bring them back. My flock that's been scattered, I'll bring them back. And I'll give them shepherds in those days who will really feed them. They'll be fruitful, they'll increase. 
Behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that I will raise unto David a righteous branch, and a king shall reign and prosper and shall execute judgment and justice in the earth. There will come a day I'll raise up from David a righteous branch, and he will reign in righteousness, in justice, and in truth. In his days, Judah shall be saved, and Israel shall dwell safely. And this is the name whereby he shall be called Jehovah to Sidgenu, the Lord our righteousness. Who is that righteous branch that God shall raise up from David? Who is that one who is coming and will reign in righteousness over the earth? None other than Jehovah Shua, who will then be called Jehovah to Sidkenu. Jehovah Shua is another name for Jesus, Yahshua. This is a scripture that sort of boggles the Jehovah Witnesses because in the context you have to realize and acknowledge that surely it is talking about Jesus Christ. But his name shall be called then, that name that they use exclusively for the Father. His name shall be called Jehovah to Sidkenu. That's one they haven't been able to successfully explain. Therefore, behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that they shall no more say, The Lord lives, which brought up the children of Israel out of the land of Egypt. But the Lord lives, which brought up and which led the seed of the house of Israel out of the north country and from all of the countries, whether I had driven them, and they shall dwell in their own land. And so God is speaking of that day of future restoration that shall come to pass when Jesus comes again. And then shall the angels be sent to the four corners of the earth to gather God's elect, the Jews, from all of the areas from whence to which they have been scattered, and God will bring them back in that day, and in that day all Israel shall be saved, for God shall bring the Deliverer out of Zion who will have turned the hearts of the children to the fathers. So the glorious day of God's redemptive work for the nation Israel, when Jesus comes again, the righteous branch out of David, to establish the throne of God and his kingdom upon the earth and to fulfill God's promise to these people. Now God declares, my heart within me is broken because of the prophets. All of my, or actually this is Jeremiah, Maya speaking, my heart within me is broken. You remember, he's the weeping prophet. My heart within me is broken because of the prophets. All my bones shake. I'm like a drunken man. I'm like a man whom wine has overcome because of the Lord and because of the words of his holiness. For the land is full of adulterers. 
for because of swearing the land mourneth, and the pleasant places of the wilderness are dried up, and their course is evil, and their force is not right. For both prophet and priest are profane. Yea, in my house have I found their wickedness, saith the Lord. Wherefore their way shall be unto them as a slippery way in the darkness. They shall be driven on and fall therein, for I will bring evil upon them even the year of their visitation, saith the Lord. So God speaks of these wicked prophets and priests who have profaned their ministries and all, and God said they're on a slippery plank in the dark. Boy, I mean, that's, that's in a bad way. Can't see where you're going and you're walking on ice. Surely they shall fall. And I have seen the folly in the prophets of Samaria. They prophesied in Baal and caused my people Israel to err. I have seen also the prophets of Jerusalem, a horrible thing. They commit adultery. They walk in lies. They strengthen the hands of the evildoers that none does return from his wickedness. They are all of them unto me as Sodom and in the inhabitants of Gomorrah. They're just irredeemable. Therefore, thus saith the Lord of hosts concerning the prophets, Behold, I will feed them with wormwood and make them drink the water of gall. For from the prophets of Jerusalem is profaneness gone forth into all of the land. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, Hearken not unto the words of the prophets that prophesy unto you. They make you vain. They speak a vision of their own heart and not out of the mouth of the Lord. They say still unto them that despise me, The Lord hath said, Ye shall have peace. And they say unto everyone that walks after the imagination of his own heart, No evil shall come upon you. The prophets were prophesying lies. It doesn't matter how you live. You're all right. God will accept you. God really doesn't care that you live after your flesh, that you disregard his law. Doesn't really matter. Peace. No evil's going to come upon you. There are many churches today where there is really no strong preaching of the word. The people go and are comforted. No matter though they are walking after their own imagination, after their own lust, they go to church and they can come out feeling very comforted, very good. Because there is no real conviction of sin. There's no real preaching of righteousness or holiness before God. And the tragic thing is that people are being comforted in their evil ways, being lulled into a false sense of security. A lot of ministers today will tell you there is no hell. All the hell you're ever going to get is right here on earth. All the heaven you're ever going to get is right here on earth. There's no future judgment. And there are ministers that make fun of and scoff at the idea of hell. Peace in this place. 
Surely God won't visit you for the evil that you have done. No evil will come upon you. For who hath stood in the counsel of the Lord and hath perceived and heard his word, who hath marked his word and heard it? Now these guys are speaking for the Lord, but he said they've never sat in my counsel. They don't know the things that I have determined. Yet they're speaking for me but they don't even know what they're talking about. They haven't been in my counsel. They haven't heard my word. For behold, a whirlwind of the Lord is gone forth in fury, even a grievous whirlwind. It shall fall grievously upon the head of the wicked. The anger of the Lord shall not return until he has executed, until he has performed the thoughts of his heart. And in the latter days, ye shall consider it perfectly. You'll understand it completely. Hindsight is always better than foresight. When it's happened, you'll look back and then you'll understand that you were being deceived by those false prophets. You'll understand that it was a lie that they were speaking in the name of the Lord, that you were duped. God is saying, the day will come, you'll look back. When the calamity has fallen, when the judgment has come, then you'll realize these men were lying to you the whole while who said, oh, no evil's going to come in this place. It's going to be peace and all. For I have not sent these prophets, and yet they ran. I have not spoken to them, and yet they prophesied. But if they had stood in my counsel and had caused my people to hear my words, then they should have turned them from their evil way and from the evil of their doings. Am I a God at hand, saith the Lord, and not a God afar off? Aren't I not right present? I'm not far off someplace where you can't reach me or where I don't know what's going on. God doesn't dwell in some remote corner of the universe. Paul said to those Epicurean philosophers there in Athens. This is the God I want to talk to you about, for in him we live, we move, we have our being. It's the God who prevails all of space. You can't escape his presence. Can any hide himself in secret places and I shall not see him? There is no secret sin. There is no hidden sin. God sees everything we do. You think you're hiding yourself from God or your actions from God? You're only deceiving yourself. Do not I fill heaven and earth, saith the Lord? I have heard what the prophets said that are prophesying lies in my name, saying, oh, I have dreamed, I have dreamed. How long shall this be in the heart of the prophets that prophesy lies? Yea, they are prophets of the deceit of their own heart, which think to cause my people to forget my name by their dreams which they tell every man to his neighbor as their fathers have forgotten my name for Bel. So these men are, are telling their fancy dreams and, and turning people away from God. The prophet that hath a dream, 
let him tell a dream. And he that hath my word, let him speak my word faithfully. What is the chaff to the wheat, saith the Lord. There is a certain danger in our seeking after spiritual phenomena today whereby God might speak to us, say through a man that is calling himself a prophet, and that you go to him and he lays his hand upon your head and begins to prophesy over you, revealing to you things of your past, revealing to you uh, the things that nobody else knows until your heart is really confirmed. Wow! You know, this guy must really know what he's talking about. There is in this area, a few years back, a lady who was doing just such a thing. She had a very uncanny ability to prophesy over people and in her prophecy reveal secrets of their past. And many people were attracted to her and drawn to her because one of the large charismatic churches in the county featured her as the Sunday school teacher for a time. I had a young man, a minister, who had tremendous potential. I'd worked with him in several summer camping programs. We had spent a lot of time together in the Word, in prayer. This young man was searching after God, seeking after God. And so he went and he heard this woman and he was attracted to her uncanny ability to be able to prophesy and to say so many things. And so he made an appointment and he went over to her house. And there she began to reveal to him all kinds of things about his past, about his beautiful godly mother. And as she was relating these things to him, he was captivated by her ability to be able to see so clearly. And she began to prophesy directions and guidance for his life. She began to direct him into the contacting his mother through seances and into spiritism. And this young man, who had such a tremendous potential and was used in such a glorious way by God in, in ministering to young people, is today totally out of it, led astray. He wouldn't listen to the counsel from the word. This woman had really bewitched him by her gift that she possessed, but the gift really wasn't from God. There is a danger in seeking to the supernatural phenomena for guidance or for direction rather than to God and to the word of God person comes up and says, oh, I've had a dream. I want to tell you my dream. What does my dream mean? Oh, help, I don't know. <laughs> he that hath a dream, let him tell his dream to someone else. <laughs> but he that hath my word, let him speak my word faithfully. And yet there are those that talk about revelations from angels 
angels that visit them and sit on their beds and direct them. And people get all excited. Oh, have you read Angels on Assignment? My, he that hath a dream, let him tell his dream. But he that hath my word, let him speak my word faithfully. What is the chaff to the wheat, saith the Lord? We have the word of God. Nothing can be added to it or should be taken away from it. This is the wheat. This will produce spiritual growth. This will cause you to be strong in the Lord. This will build up your spiritual man. You may be running around looking for spiritual excitement. It's always a dangerous thing, looking for spiritual phenomena. Because it's easy to be led astray. We'll continue with more of our verse-by-verse Bible study, the book of Jeremiah, in our next broadcast as Pastor Chuck continues to teach through the Bible. And we do hope you'll make plans to join us. But right now, if you'd like to order a copy of today's message, simply order Jeremiah 23 when visiting thewordfortoday.org. And while you're there, be sure to browse the many additional biblical resources by Pastor Chuck. You can also subscribe to the Word for Today podcast or sign up for our email subscription. Once again, that's thewordfortoday.org. For those of you wishing to call, our toll-free number is 1-800-272-WORD. And our office hours are Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Pacific Time. Again, that's 1-800-272-9673. If you prefer to write, our mailing address is The Word for Today, P.O. Box 8000, Costa Mesa, California, 92628. And now, on behalf of the Word for Today, we'd like to thank all of you who share in supporting this ministry with your prayers and financial support. And be sure to join us again next time as Pastor Chuck continues his verse-by-verse study through the Bible. That's right here on the next edition of The Word for Today. And now, once again, here's Pastor Chuck. May God bless you and keep His hand upon your life, to guide, to strengthen, to bless. May the Lord be with you throughout all your activities this week. May he minister to your life in such a way that you'll be very conscious of the presence of God. May the Lord bless, watch over, and keep you. Through Jesus Christ, our This program has been sponsored by Calvary Chapel of Costa Mesa, California. The 1960s became one of the most colorful periods in American history. The counterculture was dropping out and turning on. The Summer of Love was the stage for many dramas of change and the most popular musical group in the world was singing All You Need Is Love. But one man in Southern California was reaching out with the answer, and the truth began to set people free. 
author and pastor Chuck Smith began to share the love of Jesus Christ with a generation that was looking for love in all the wrong places. Now some 40 years later, the gospel of love is still changing lives. In his book simply titled, Love, The More Excellent Way, Pastor Chuck Smith expounds upon the love that can change your life now and forever. For more information on how to obtain your copy, visit a bookstore nearest you or call 1-800-272-WORD or visit us online at thewordfortoday.org. That's thewordfortoday.org.